0: praying with that first reading, praying with that first reading, actually imagining that first reading with Moses, right? So as a kid, and I heard this reading, I would always picture Moses like in a touchdown stance, right? He would be in this touchdown stance, and then eventually his arms would get tired, and then he would sit down, and then his buddies would hold up his hands, and his hands would be like this the entire time. Also, Moses would have not only been holding his hands up, but he also would have been holding his staff, the staff that parted the Red Sea that eventually um, made its way into the Ark of the Covenant. Anyways, that staff also. And then, as I'm reading different things, as I'm praying with different things, I realize that his arms weren't like this, like Rafiki in Lion King. His arms were like this, and his pole, his staff, went behind his back, and he rested. And as his arms were raised, and his buddies helped his arms stay up, as he rested, as his buddies hold his arms up, they slayed the enemy. What does this posture remind you of? The cross. The cross. There's a whole bunch of ways to read the Bible. And one of the many ways, one of the most, um, probably one of the most enlightening ways, is to see how Jesus is the fulfillment of everything of the Old Testament, of all the prophets, of all the priests, of all the kings. Jesus is the fullness of it. Moses today is pulling his arms like this. Jesus two thousand years ago held his arms like this too on a cross. To do what? To mow down the enemy. What? Who is the enemy? Sin and death. Death entered the world because of sin. And Jesus, we give up on ourselves so quickly. Jesus is never going to get tired. It wasn't nails holding to him to the cross. He's the Son of God. What nail is going to hold him against wood? So what held him up there? He wants to mow down the enemy in each of our lives. Mow down sin and death. Even our final death in this life. When our moral bodies will be returned back to dust. To be raised up again in the resurrection. Jesus doesn't need friends in some sense to keep his arms up there. He's confident, he knows that it's the will of the Father to bring us into eternity. His arms won't rest until hopefully we get the embrace for eternity of love of harmony of all the things we thirst for of peace of all the things we thirst for Jesus is telling us today to persevere in prayer we're learning from the master The God man who persevered through his passion, as innocent as anyone ever could be, most innocent, the Son of God, takes on sin and death for us, for you, for myself, nails it to the cross so that it no longer has any sting over people. Of faith. What is faith? Faith is a whole bunch of different things. In the catechism, you can there's multiple things. Faith could be solidified into different elements of it. One that I'm just gonna impart to you today is the fact that God is our loving Father. That God sees beyond my microcosm of a life. He has the macro viewpoint. Being outside of space and time, that helps. Where all of time is present in a single moment. He knows the end of the story. He knows the end of the story for our loved ones. He knows the end of the story of ones coming into the world. He knows the beginning of our story. It's to persevere in that faith that God has my back, which from the fall has been, our <laughs> has been the fall. We doubt God loves us. We want to run. It's what Adam and Eve did. They hid. Jesus shows us what it is to be the new Adam to them. Not hiding in his temptations, but going directly to the Father. Going, I don't care what this lie is. Father, give me your love. This enemy is only a mere creature. When Jesus said mute to the demons, it was like even a dismissive mute, like just mute, just knock it off, done. Have you come to destroy us? In some sense, yes. But yeah, you can go into the swine. Sure, go for it. And then drowned in the river, in the pond, in the sea. That real sense of that perseverance, that perseverance, even in our suffering especially in our suffering. A mystic over in Europe with a great gift of, of, of seeing a vision of heaven, and she saw these blue crystals. And they were beautiful and ornate, and she had never seen anything like them. She said, Jesus, what are those? Father, what are those? Those are every tear that you have cried. For pain, for joy, for agony. I held them. I have them. I see the full picture. I can make your ugliness beautiful. You can make what you don't like awesome. St. John Clemassus gives us A similar reason, but for a difference, interesting difference. Prayer, he says, is the activity that develops and enriches enormously. It is the source of merit and satisfaction of spiritual progress of every kind. God imposes repetition and certain persistence in prayer in order to increase our merit. Delay in union, delay in answers of prayer, are not time lost, far from it. God sees very far ahead. He makes wonderful use of what we call evil and of our wanderings and of our hesitations and detours. Although He does not love them nor want them, It is in these times that, above all, we need confidence and perseverance. The prayer, whether for ourselves or for others, that is discouraged, that is not discouraged, which persists and besieges heaven, touches God's heart, that that is why he calls us to persevere. Persevere in prayer. Prayer, grace, it's not magic. It can't just happen. Prayer is a relationship. Simply put, prayer is hanging out with the timeless. It's hanging out with God himself. And how do we do that? Like any other conversation, be aware Of what I want to say, say it, be silent in order to receive, and then to respond out of what was received. It's like every other conversation prayer. Talk to the God, talk to the Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus. It's a relationship. Like every other relationship, it needs time in order to grow, in order to be something meaningful. Jesus is the only one that ever promised anyone eternal life. That said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the bread of life. Today we receive the bread of life. Jesus Himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. His view on us is so much bigger than our view on us. His view on our life is so much bigger than our experience of it. We're beloved sons and beloved daughters. Jesus died for us to have that identity. He's never going to drop His arms as long as we're breathing. We can always be closer to Jesus, always receive more of his mercy. To receive it, to accept it, to pursue it, and to share it. That's what we're called to do. Let's thank God for the gift of faith and the continuing of our prayer life.